Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. In today's program, we are studying the book of Romans, chapter 8. Here's Pastor Ryan. His Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity, to help us in whatever we're dealing with. The Holy Spirit is the answer to you and I, not making excuses anymore, but changing so that we become more like Jesus as we walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. Does that make sense? We're not orphans anymore. God, happy Father's Day, Lord. You've given us your spirit so that we can be different. You can be different. I can be different. In John 14, 26, Jesus continues. He says, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. He will teach you all things. So if we walk in the Spirit and we are seeking the Lord, it is promised to us that the Holy Spirit will teach us all things. What does all mean? All. So when we come before God and we say, you know, Lord, this attitude that's not godly, that's in me, that comes out, it's my flesh. Lord, this 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 way of thinking isn't right. Whatever nastiness comes from your flesh, from my flesh, when we seek the Lord to walk in the Spirit, we, we talk to God and we tell Him these things and the, the Holy Spirit teaches us how to deal with that thing, with all things. You see, it's the Holy Spirit that teaches us how to be more like Jesus and for God to show us how to, how to deal with things. And usually, it's just more time. It's more time. No matter how we used to be, we can be different by the power of the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit needs our time. So if it's not working your devotion and you still find yourself three days in a row snapping or doing whatever you do in the flesh, stubbing your toe and throwing out a bad word, I hope you didn't, but you're able to, you know, then, then you know you need more time with God. That whatever time you've been spending in your devotions isn't cutting it. God needs more of you so that people see less of you and more of Jesus. That's, that's, it's the walking in the Spirit. In John 16, 13, and 14, Jesus says, However, when he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine and declare them to you. The Holy Spirit will, will guide you in all truth and show you things to come. I mean, that's to me is gnarly. You talk about about God showing you things to come. Discernment. Knowledge, right? A word of, of knowledge. Like, what's really happening in the world, Lord? And this is what Christians need today. They need the Spirit to quell, squash the flesh, and to give us understanding of the times and whatever's going on in the world. To discern. 
And it doesn't just happen because we've placed our faith in Christ. It happens because we've spent time with Christ. And there's a lack of discernment all around the world in churches who are buying into the, the world system, which is under the sway of the enemy, rather than knowing what's really going on. Read between the lines. We're Christians. Has the Holy Spirit not shown you the things that are coming? The Holy Spirit has shown us that the Antichrist is coming. And there are many Antichrists that are already here, John would write. Look at what's happening with the children and, and, and they're pushing sexual immorality on them. It's, every, it's, just, it's everywhere. It's like we feel like we're a lot now. Righteous lot, surrounded. You know, what's the Spirit saying? I don't know. I don't really spend too much time or my devotions are, are, are limited and small and I don't really spend, I, I, I spiritually am not discerning. If you read Hebrews 5 at the end of that chapter, it talks about that these, that discernment comes by way of use. We need to exercise. If you don't use it, you lose it. But discernment comes from those who by way of use, you know, the Holy Spirit will speak and we'll be able to discern good from evil, the Bible says. Part of discerning good and evil is to discern good and evil within our flesh and say, oh, Lord, take these things. Take them. I'm not that it. Take it from me, please. But it takes time. It takes time. Charles Spurgeon, in today's uh, devotion, and I, he, he quotes Acts 2.2. He says, and they shall be filled with the Holy Ghost. And he says this, rich were the blessing of this day, if all of us were filled with the Holy Ghost, the consequences of this sacred filling of the soul, it would be impossible to overestimate. Life, comfort, light, purity, power, peace, and many other precious blessings are inseparable from the Spirit's benign presence. As sacred oil, he anoints the head of the believer, sets him apart to the priesthood of the saints, and gives him grace to execute his, off, his office aright. Blessed would be this day if all of us were filled, overflowing with the Holy Spirit. You'd have no problems with your flesh. You see, we don't have to battle every day about the same attitudes that you've had for years or days or I've had. It's, let's just start walking in the Spirit. That is, that is what we need. It is like the morning dew. He said, it's like the morning dew that cools the earth in the morning. Ask to be filled overflowing every morning with the Holy Spirit so that you walk in the Spirit and not according to your flesh. It takes time. It takes time. If there's anything that God wants from us, it's some time. In solitude, in Luke 11, verse 13, Jesus said, If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? We had a killer men's breakfast yesterday. We're going through the voice of a prophet by A.W. Tozer. And uh, he was talking about John the Baptist and how fantastic of a man he was that God was able to use him because he was a man of, of solitude. And we know about his story that he goes from like, it's a story of his birth and then it goes into, but then he went to the desert where he grew in, in, where he grew in spirit and power, basically out in the wilderness. He was a man who was, was in seclusion 
which it's good for all of us as Christians to learn to have that quiet place where you go and pray. Because A.W. Tozer was saying that because John was a guy who got alone with the Lord, God could stop him. God could stop John the Baptist. That was a killer word. Because we need to be so in tune with the Lord that if he says we're doing the wrong thing, we stop. Right? And so many Christians are carnal and fleshly and God is saying stop, stop, stop and we don't hear nothing because all we hear is the, the news. We're not being filled with the power of the Spirit. Our Lord needed time alone with the Father. All the people we respect in the book spent time alone with the Father but we think we're different. And we wonder why there's no change. There's no power. Because he doesn't give it. If we're not going to be, if we're not willing to put ourselves out there for the Lord, why do you need the power? It's like, why do you need gas in your car for? You're not going to drive anywhere anyways. We serve an ancient God who's working today. And it's the same means that he used in ancient days that he is willing to use today. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. There's only one way to be good Christians, and that is by spending time alone with the Lord. There's no other way. I don't want to be the same person. I don't want my wife to see the same Ryan. I want to be different every day. I want to be more like Jesus. I don't, I don't want to give excuses. He has not given us a spirit of fear. And in this, in this you know, he, didn't, he, he's, he says that he's given us the, the spirit of adoption in this chapter by which we can call Abba. There's nothing that God asks you to do that he's not willing to empower you to do so, but there's folks who are just retired already spiritually. Can't be retired spiritually if you're still, if you're still alive. You're still alive, right? Yeah, no. There's something he has for you to do. There's only one you. Just being here blesses me. Just being here encourages me. I see your faces. I need you as you need me, and we need God. Amen. You strengthen me. I hear you're praising God, and, I'm, and, I, and it encourages me. And I'll, and I'll fight until I die for his truth, but I need you guys to stick with me. I need you guys to share the gospel. I need you guys to, to keep believing, keep trusting, keep growing. And don't let your flesh give you excuses. Remember what he told the disciples at the Garden of Gethsemane as he's over there praying drops of blood. He looked at them as they were sleeping. Could you not pray with me? Not one hour? Could you not go to church this Wednesday? Oh, well, it's kind of cold. There's some clouds up there, you know. It's kind of cold. I don't want to catch a cold. I'm kind of tired. And that's why the Bible says, look to Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who endured the cross. Yeah, I bet our Lord was tired many times. Generally, come to church, guys. Come to prayer night, you know. The flesh is not willing, I can tell you that much. <laughs> but who cares about the flesh? We're walking in the Spirit anyways, right? So, for the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh. On account of sin, 
He condemned sin in the flesh that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according uh, to the Spirit. Jesus, we're told, came in the likeness of, of uh, sinful flesh. So we want to get it clear that Jesus had no sin. He never sinned. He was sinless. Um, what it says here is that Jesus was, he was not sent in sinful flesh, but in the likeness of it. Okay, in the likeness of it, not in it, but the likeness of it. His human nature was protected and preserved from the indwelling principle of sin that has plagued all other human beings since Adam. So Jesus didn't have a flesh issue like we have a flesh issue and every human being has had a flesh issue since Adam. Does that make sense? So the Bible says he was tempted in all ways, yet without sin. What do you mean about that, pastor? Well, Satan tempted Jesus, but within his own flesh, he didn't have that. He didn't have that. He's without sin. It's us, our flesh. In our flesh, nothing good dwells. And Jesus didn't have that problem. All right? So that's, that's there. But it says here that he came to do uh, something about it. It says, on the account of sin, he was sent. So Jesus didn't just come to redeem us from sin, but from its power. He came to nail it on the cross so that we can be free by the Holy Spirit to live pure lives. Does that make sense? He condemned sin in the flesh that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. And so the law is good, but no one uh, could be good. But now, by the power of the Holy Spirit, that changes all things. We, through the power of the Holy Spirit, can be good. And that's what he's saying here. Verse 5, For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God for it is not subject to the law of God nor can be so then those who are in the flesh uh, cannot uh, please God here it's speaking not of Christians who live in the flesh he's speaking of those who are non-believers non-believers live in the flesh they cannot live or walk in the Spirit because they're unregenerated. They have not been made new by the Spirit of God. It's by faith that one is born again, believing in Jesus Christ. He's speaking here of the non-believing world, that there is no way that they can please God because their minds are, are continually on the things of the flesh, right? The world lives for themselves, right? What, what, you, know, you can go around and, and everyone's living for themselves and they're all doing various things. What am I going to eat? What am I going to drink? What am I going to wear? It's all about the self-life. That's, that's non-believers. That's who we used to be. And so he's speaking to those that they cannot please God. In fact, in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 12, Paul says, The natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they are spiritually 
discerned. And so that's what it's saying here in verse 5, that for those who live according to the flesh, the non-believers, they set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. And we can use that as a contrast. Okay, so we who are born again, do we set our minds on the things of the Spirit? Do you set your mind on the right things? Or is our mind all over the things of this world, just like those who live in the flesh that aren't saved? Where's our mind today? Is it with them? Is it with the things of this world? Or is it on the things of God? Paul would write in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4 through 6, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ, and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. And so... God is clear that our mind, that our, our weapons are spiritual, that we need to be prayerful people in the Holy Spirit in order to discern the things that are going in and out of our minds because our flesh is trying to take our minds captive to be focused on the things of this world rather than on the things of God. So it is all a battle of the mind. And we need to have the mind of Christ, and that only happens by focusing our attention on the Lord in that quiet time throughout our day, praying without ceasing, focusing on the Lord, focusing on Him. Philippians 4, Paul says, Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue, if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things, the things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me. These do, and the God of peace will be with you. Our minds, our minds, you ever focus on the fruits of the Spirit? Love, peace, gentleness, kindness, self-control. You ever focus on them? I mean, I think that's a good way of having the right mindset. It's throughout your day to just kind of rehearse that from Galatians 5 to just, Lord, is this the attitude that I have? Do I have the, the uh, fruits of the Spirit, you know, uh, manifesting in my life? Am I being kind? And am I being cool? Am I uh, being uh, self-control? It's a good thing to think about, right? Am I being courageous in the Lord? Am I being joyful? Am I being kind? Am I being bold? You know, all the things of the Spirit, to just kind of have them with you every day, throughout your day. Is this what I'm being right now? And then just to ask the Lord, empower me by your spirit. Empower me so that I can walk right. Walk in the spirit. So that I can set my mind on the things of the spirit. I mean, if we do that regularly, it doesn't make for much of a, of a battle. There's no fight. Spirit wins. The flesh cannot. The flesh is done. Does that make sense? So it doesn't have to be a battle every single day between the flesh and the spirit and the flesh and the spirit. Yeah, they war against each other. But as you get to know yourself in the Lord, 
You've already, you already know how to deal with that attitude or that thought or the, the, that, that tendency, that propensity. You already know how to deal with it because you're just walking in the Spirit and you dealt with that a year ago. Just repeat and rinse. Do it again. Do not walk according to the flesh. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. How many times have my days been turned into darkness because I got too busy, too busy to just chill with the Lord. Oh my gosh, it's 6 p.m. already. Oh, what was that? What did I read this morning? Exactly. You don't know because you've been so busy. You forgot what God spoke to you this morning. And the day is like dark. You sense a, a lack of peace. You sense anxiousness, worry, weakness, doubt, fear. Why? She just got too busy. I got too busy. So at 6 p.m., you can go back to the well and sit with them. Oh, Lord, here at twilight, wash me clean. And review what you read that morning and what he spoke to your heart. And have a fantastic dinner, chill, and go to bed. And he redeems days. And the next day, don't get too busy so that the day, the whole day is filled with just fantasticness, even in the midst of trials. Father, we thank you for your word, for your love, for your grace. There's none like you in all the earth or in the heavens. Lord, you're the one true God. You came to give us new life and that much more abundant. Lord, we pray that you would help us to be more like Jesus. Please mold us and shape us and baptize us with your Holy Spirit overflowing. Oh, Holy Spirit, lead us into truth. Lead us into holy ways, Lord. We can't do it in our flesh. We can't do it in our own strength. We need you. So, Father, bless Jesus, bless. Holy Spirit, bless. And while all heads are bowed, if there's anybody here who needs to get right with God, you know you've sinned against Him, but you feel in your heart the conviction of the Holy Spirit telling you to repent so that you can receive forgiveness. If that's you, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand so I can lead you in a prayer. Is there anybody here? Amen. Is there anybody else here? God has spoken to you. You know it. The enemy's a liar. Pride is a lie. Today's the day of salvation. If you were to die tomorrow, do you, are you sure you'll, you'd go to heaven? Are you bearing fruits of repentance in your life? Are you, are you following Christ? We want you to be absolutely sure that if you die tomorrow, you'd go to heaven. Jesus said, if you confess me before men, I will confess you before my Father and the angels in heaven. But if you deny me before men, I'll deny you. This is why we do the open confession. Because, you know, we're at the end of ourselves. We don't care what people think. We just want Jesus to know that we're sorry. So if there's anybody else here who would like to do that, please raise your hand. Amen, sister. Is there anybody else? Keep your hand raised. Keep your hand raised. Amen, sister. Is there anybody else? Is there anybody else? Is there anybody else?
God loves you. It doesn't matter how bad your sins may have been. He will wash you clean. He loves you. Is there anybody else? All right, for those of you who raised your hand, stand up together, the three of you. Stand up together, and I'm going to ask you to come up here to the front with me so I can ask you, so I can lead you in a prayer. Come on down. Don't be ashamed. Come on down. God loves you. I did this. We all do this. Come on down. For anybody else? Come on. Come on down here. Come on. How about you in the back, sister? Come on down. You raised your hand. Come on. Don't be so April, walk with her. Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come on out and join us for Sunday services at 8.30 a.m. and at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicollet Street in Banning, California. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you'd like to donate to our program, please do so on our website at ccsweethills.org and hit the online giving tab. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills. We are-